0: Thank you for joining us for this broadcast from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our broadcast with others. Now we take you to the pulpit of the 9th Avenue Church of Christ.
1: Um, and In the beginning of the school year, it's kind of a natural restart time, and and in, in light of that, uh, I thought we should we should spend a little bit of time kind of acknowledging that and encouraging our teachers. If you are a Current school teacher, stand up or work with the schools or involved with the schools. Not all of you at one time. Come on now. Come on. Let's all together say thank you. <laughs> say thank you. thank you. All right, sit down. I'm going I'm to talk to you for a minute. At I, I, one time, I figured it out. Not everybody's here today, but 22 of our families here at the church are connected to the school systems, not just Haleville, but are all all around in some way. 22 different families connected to our schools, and that's an amazing thing. You have an amazing job and an amazing role. But to our teachers this morning, I'm going to give you some just words of encouragement uh, that come through uh, Scripture and in different ways. And the first thing is this. As a teacher, this year as you go into the year, lean into each other. Lean into each other. You have a job that every day that you walk into the school building, your job is different. You face different challenges, you face different situations, you never know what's going to explode in your classroom that day, you never know. There's just so many things that could go into your day that could make it a great day, could make it a funny day, it could make you wonder, why in the world did I start being a teacher to begin with? Have you ever felt that way? Why did I get into being a teacher ever at all, period? But in those moments, it's so important for you to look around and say, hey, look, I've got a group of people right here with me that are in the same place I am. They've got the same problems, the same challenges, the same struggles, the same issues, and I think scripture gives this idea to us over and over that in those moments, it's important for us to lean into each other and never feel like that I am alone. James chapter 6 has a section on prayer, but I believe that this there, there's more to it than just the idea of prayer. And let's look at it together. It says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's actually not the James passage, is it? There it is. Uh, is anyone among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church and have them... Um, Pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, there's two things from this verse, this section of Scripture, that I want you to think about with me. The first comes from uh, the very beginning. Is any among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Listen, that is something that you do together. Together. All right? It's important for you, and we're going to talk about prayer in other ways in a minute, but it's important for you to pray with each other as fellow workers. That on the high points, on the high points of the, of, of the day, of the, of, the, of the year, you pray and, and, and you rejoice in those great moments, but then in those valley moments, you pray together. But then the next idea here I think is important is it does uh, confess your sins to each other. Okay, that's the idea of just talking it out with each other. Just lean into each other and have these moments that you understand that I'm not in this alone. I have someone to help carry this load with me. I've got my slides out of order here, so. Um, but the next thing I want you to think about, teachers, is just the idea of pray. In particular, in particular, pray for your students and pray for their families. Pray for your students and pray for their families. You know, you have the opportunity to touch the lives of of so many kids on a yearly basis. I mean, it's it's a it's a small group, it's a small group year by year, but just think of the different kids that you touch throughout your career as a teacher, the families that you interact with. And I want you to know that I understand that as aggravating and frustrating as kids can be sometimes, Miss Andrea, parents can be even worse, can't they? Parents can be even worse. But it is so important that you take these names of your kids, of of their families, and bring them before God often. And the reason I think it's important to do that is because as you do that, it changes your mindset. If you're dealing with, and this is just in in any situation, if you're dealing with a challenging situation and you allow your mindset, we talked about this a few weeks ago with forgiveness, you allow your mindset to get into a negative headspace, how are you going to deal with that challenging moment? In a positive way or a negative way? If you allow yourself to think negatively about the situation, you're going to deal with it in a negative situation, correct? But if you are constantly trying to fill your mind with prayerful things, with positive things, with encouraging things from the Word of God, then when you meet a challenging situation, where's your mind going to be? It's going to be on things above. It's going to be on those more positive things. So as you face that challenging moment you're going to be in a better place. And if you're taking time and praying for these kids and praying for their families, when those challenging moments come, you're going to be in a better place for those things. Um, The last thing for our teachers that I want you to think about, and after I get through with this, where is Danny? After I get through with this, will you come lead us in a prayer for our teachers in particular? And then... um, then we'll move on to another thought. But teachers, I want you to know something. I want you to know that we love you. If you're not a teacher this morning, stand up. If you're not a teacher this morning, Bruce, look at me like, do I need to stand up? If you're not a teacher this morning, stand up. I want you teachers to look around at the support group that you have here in this family. I want you to all turn around and look at the teachers and say, we love you. Trying to look at them. All these people sitting down say, we love you. Okay, you can sit down. I want you to know that first off, lean into your into your teacher group, but secondly, know that you are surrounded by church family, the family of God that believes in you, that is proud of you, that appreciate what you do, that respect what you do. And if there is Ever, 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 anything that you need as you, in your own way, minister to these children in your classrooms and these families, please come to us and let us know. Let us support you and show you the love that we have for you. Danny's going to come right now and, and specifically for our teachers, say a very special prayer for our teachers. You come into contact with more people in a given day than anybody else in this room. You can sit down. And what do you do with that? What do you do with that? What is one of the all-time favorite, greatest hits, Vacation Bible School song? This little lot of mine. I'm going to what? I'm going to let it shine. How many times, kids, let me ask you, how many times have you sung that song in your life? How many times? more times than you can count. But I understand that as great of an impact as you can have in the schools with your friends and those around you, one of the most intimidating things to do in school with all your friends around you is to what? Let your light shine. Because you don't want to be different. you don't want to be weird, you don't want to be that Bible thump kid. But I want you to know. That you have an impact. You have the ability to make a greater impact than anybody in this room because you come into contact with more people on a given day than you will at any other point in your life, unless you become a teacher, because you'll be around that same number of kids the rest of your life. But you have this great, great opportunity to let your light shine and show people the way to Christ. Now, the next idea, um, and that was the passage for that, you were the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden, and, and that's so powerful and true for your life. The next is this, lay a strong spiritual foundation at this point in your life. Lay a strong spiritual foundation. There are a lot of things that you get to do and experience during your years of school. There's a lot of learning that you get to do, a lot of tests that you have to take, a lot of sports that you get to play, a lot of hobbies that you get to to try, a lot of different things. But I'm going to tell you something this morning. None of those things are as important as, important as developing your faith. None of them are as important as developing your faith. We are striving at Ninth Avenue to provide the strongest youth program that we can provide. We're trying to provide um, just everything that you need as a young person to, to grow, but you have to make a commitment to Christ. And you have to say, this is going to be the most important. You may play sports, but I'm going to tell you something. There's going to come a time in your life where sports aren't there anymore. You may love academics and you may strive for academic excellence. Okay, There's going to come a time in your life where that's not going to be the most important. You may have all these other hobbies, all these other things, all these other friends that you think, you may have friends that you think are the most important friends in the world. Let me ask you, how many of you who are no longer in school still have great relationships with the people you graduated with? Okay, there's like six of you. There's like six of you. I've never been to a um, what do you call it? A reunion? I've never been to a reunion. I've never gone back to Savannah for anything that has to do with the people that I graduated and went to school with, although those were important and great memories. Those people are going to be there for a season in your life, and for the most part, they're going to—your friendship circle is going to change. But who is always going to be there? Jesus. And it's so important that you make the decision now to say, hey, this is going to be the most important thing in my life. And and, and at your age, that seems like something that you shouldn't have to worry about. I get it sometimes, but it's so important. On the flip side, parents. Sometimes we don't talk about this because we don't want to offend parents or we don't want to offend anybody. But what you deem most important in your household is what your children are going to find most important. And so their direction spiritually depends more on you than anybody else. If you decide that athletics is going to be the most important thing in your house, then what's going to be the most important thing to your child? Athletics. If you decide academics is going to be the most important thing in your house, what's going to become the most important thing to your child? Academics. If you decide that friendships are going to be... Name it. But if you decide, parents, if you decide that Christ is the most important thing into your family and in your house, guess what more than likely your children are going to find the most important? Christ. So much of it depends on you. And it's not always going to be easy. It's not going to always be fun. You know, I mean, there's going to be challenges, there's challenges to making that commitment to Christ in your life, but it needs to be in your homes. So that your children have the greatest ability to impact the world around them. Um, what good is it for someone to gain the whole what world yet forfeit their soul? Mark 8, verse 36. Here's the last thing I want you to know, very similar to what we told our teachers. You have a loving church family. Kids, I want you to look around the room. I want you to look around the room. I want you to see everybody that's sitting around you. There's going to come a time in some of your lives where you're going to get in trouble for something. And some of you, okay, some of you are going to get in trouble for something big. you're going to do something so big, so bad and so stupid that you're going to be so embarrassed and so just like no one's going to love me and this. but I'm going to tell you something. there is nothing that you are ever going to do in your life that somebody in this room and also done and messed up with. Isn't that right? Adults, grown-ups. Hey, how many of you have made mistakes, adults? How many of you have done things that you look back and you're like, man, if I could erase that moment, I, I would erase that moment. Now, kids, don't ever be ashamed to let your church family love you and forgive you and walk you through challenging moments, because I promise you, you're not going to do anything worse than somebody else and what they've done in this room. This is, a, this is a family of love and forgiveness, a place of acceptance, and let us help you in your journey, and don't ever, don't ever feel like you can't grow in this place. Jonathan, if you would come and lead us in a prayer for our kids at this time.
2: Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for this beautiful day you've given us. We're thankful for this wonderful opportunity that we have to worship you and to fellowship with one another, and we are so thankful for our young people. We're thankful for the energy they bring. We're thankful for their spirit. We're also thankful for the example that they set that we can learn from, their excitements, their desire to succeed, their desire to be faithful, their desire to, to please you. And we ask you to help us to be like our students, help us to desire to, to be like the little ones, be like the children, just like your son challenged us to be. And right now we know as they are about to start school again, we ask you to strengthen them, to, to embolden them. We know that At the start of school comes many temptations, but help them to to shine their light, to be an example to those around them, to remember that they represent you, they represent your son, and help them to be that example to their, their peers, to their teachers, so that when others look at them, they'll see Jesus, that they'll see your son, they'll see someone who is striving to be faithful. We ask you to help our students to keep that desire to have a strong foundation in you. We know, with many struggles, many trials, it's hard to remember who to hold on to, but help them to remember to hold on to you so that when they do go through times of difficulty, storms of life, that they may reach for you for ultimate strength. But also help them to know that we love them and that they have a loving church, a loving church family, and that they are part of that family. They are part of that body and that we need to work together and that when they need help, to not be ashamed, to reach out for help. When they are going through a mountaintop experience, share that with us so we can share the in the excitement with them. But when they are in the valley, help us to mourn with them, to pray with them and help them to know that will always be there for them. And we know that because we all strive to follow the example of your son. And we're thankful for the example that he led. And we're thankful for his sacrifice. And it's through his hand that we pray. Amen.
1: All right, finally. And I don't have slides for this, but it's important for us as a church to think about how we support these different people it's it's one thing to say hey we love you and this and that but how, how do we how do we go about that the first thing and maybe the most important thing and it's echoed in all three areas is we need to take time as individuals to pray for our students to pray for their families and to pray for their teachers um, many of you have gone through the the part of your journey of, of raising your kids and um, and 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 doing this kind of part of life, and you know that it's not easy. You know the challenges that come with it. And it's so important that, that you spend time every day or every week at some point praying for our, our kids and their, their parents and their teachers. But and, and, and I guess this is kind of a selfish plug. We have worked very hard with this Adopt-A-School ministry Uh, to try to figure out a way that we can reach into our school systems and we can encourage our teachers. Listen, it is is a difficult time to be a school teacher right now. It is a difficult time to be a school teacher because just because you guys are going to school as teachers tomorrow or whatever day you are reporting and uh, students start next week, There's just this cloud of uncertainty that still hangs over us, doesn't it? And you don't know if six weeks from now, if you're still going to be in the classroom or what you're going to be doing, you had those same feelings last year. It's difficult. Emotionally, to be a teacher right now. And this particular ministry is so important to us because it gives us an opportunity to not just let the teachers in this room know that we love them, but to let all these teachers in our elementary school know that Ninth Avenue is a place that cares about them, loves them, wants to support them, and wants to encourage them. And there are so many different ways through this year that you're going to be able to plug into this and to help with this. And I hope that you will take those opportunities because this is about showing the love of Jesus to our community. And that is what we are called to do in so many different ways. So as we think about that thought, we're going to have one more prayer together. And I'm going to ask Brian, if you would, to come and just pray for our church, pray for this ministry uh, that we are kicking off again this week and just pray for its success. And then we'll have a moment of invitation and then bring our services to a close.
0: the from If this program has been beneficial to you, please consider subscribing on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast provider. Also, We'd love for you to leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist us in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. We'd love even more for you to join us in person. We are located at 2309 9th Avenue in Haleyville, Alabama. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to join us again And until then, remember, we are a Church of Christ caring for its community.